0: Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code better faster pod to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers. Okay. Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, so I understand you wanted to just talk a little about business. You're in your first semester, about to finish it up, and you said something piqued your interest, right? Somebody that came and talked to you, or or a group of people. Yeah.
1: So in my um, foundations of physical therapy course, we had some therapists come and talk to us on Zoom, and one of them like owned their own practice, and I just the way she was talking, she was like, "Yeah, I wish that I." um, would have done things more throughout like school to prepare myself. So I was just wondering if there's anything that like you did in particular to prepare yourself for like opening your own business, or is this something that you decided to do like after the fact that you graduated from PT school or like, how did that look for you?
0: Yeah. So I, I when I was graduating PT school first starting my career, I had, I had no intention of ever opening a practice at the time. I was, and this is not a good thing. At the time, I was content and comfortable being an employee, or so I thought. And you know, I was still I was still young. I mean, I graduated when I was 25 years old, and I don't think my frontal lobe as a male developed until he was 30, right? Something like that. So um, at the time, I had no interest whatsoever. And and Megan, I think you are honestly already well-prepared, and we can talk about that in a little bit more so than I was. But the reason why I went into business in the first place is because I I, I worked for um, a, a mill clinic in town. And uh, at the end of the day, I, w- I was not happy with the way things were going. So just the things that you always hear about mill clinics, things I know you, we talked about whenever you were here as a practicum student about right. just uh, overbooking or all this kind of stuff, just, just basically some things that were just you know, ethically wrong. And after the fact years down the road, after I left that practice found out they were legally wrong as well, but that's a different story. And uh, so I felt like my, my desire initially to start a business was based out of necessity. So I could either just stuck it out and just complain and not been happy or just done something to change it, right? So uh, I went the exact opposite and I did cash base uh, right, right out of my first job, which is extreme opposite, right? Because it's one-on-one. For me, it was an hour and not a network with any insurances whatsoever. So that instantly takes away your safety net. Right. You 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 have to be good or else people aren't gonna come see you, is what it comes down to. You have to put in the effort and you have to actually care. So that's why I started my first business. And things have definitely evolved since then in a lot of different ways in terms of going from, you know, one small location to just one person for the whole business and now having staff and multiple locations, all that kind of stuff. But that's how I how I started out. So hopefully that answered that question.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it did. And I just I'm wondering now, like how big of a role did maybe like having connections play into opening a business? Like, did you have anybody on the business side of things that could help you? Or did you kind of just have to base all that off of like, maybe the little um, short business classes that you took
0: during PT school? So uh, I didn't have a lot of connections at at the time. And so this was back in 2013. And I was, I was all in on the cash facing back then. And back then there, there was, only one cash-based PT that I knew of, there's probably more, but it's this guy named Jared or Gerard Carter. He had an ebook that was 99 bucks. His practice is based out of Texas, and it basically gave you this nice, simple blueprint of how to have all your I's out of T's crossed to open up a cash-based practice. And so I had, you know, maybe three or four months before leaving my job, I started reading that. And that was the probably the only training I had, which was informal And so with that, I made some mistakes along the way, right? Things that I learned. But honestly, the the road to wisdom is paved by making mistakes. I mean, that's how we all learn. I mean, you haven't taken your developmental or your pediatric classes yet, but you'll learn that babies learn how to walk by learning how not to fall. And I think that's how a lot of things are in life and especially business. Um, But I did not have those connections, but I did open up my practice in my hometown. So growing up here, I did know a lot of people. Um, At the time when I opened that practice up, was inside of Carolina CrossFit. I I literally just on a Saturday walked in, introduced myself to the owner. He's like, he's all about it. I mean, he's ready to you know get a tenant a PT. Didn't know me very well. Didn't vet me as well as he probably should have. (laughs) But but it worked out okay. And I didn't. That was not my intention at the time. But actually, being in there and just hustling and just putting the time and putting the hours in, I I made those connections over time. And they're still, you know, fast forward. We're August first would be nine years later. There's still people on my caseload for different things that I'm still seeing from people I met way back in 2013 over there. So, um, all few of that just because there's a lot of ways to network, but for me, it was literally just getting out there, getting involved, letting them know who I was kind of, you know, putting my face out there. Um, you know, a little bit of marketing that was involved at the time, just being able to get in front of the classes and do, you know, quick clinics, tutorials, that kind of thing, kind of whole concept of, give, 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 give. And then you ask a little bit and that seemed to work out well for me. Okay. And it's just yeah. word of mouth after that. Once you get established, once, once you see a handful of people, they, they tell their friends and family, they send you their, right. you know, their kids, all that kind of stuff. And then you're in.
1: Nice. Yeah. I, I guess I, the reason I even wanted to talk to you about this is because the more that I thought about it, we've been talking about, um, like our first clinical rotations, cause that's going to mm-hmm. be in a year from now. So mm-hmm. We have to like, um, submit list of where we want to go and everything. So I was thinking about it and I was like, I feel like there's not that many places in Charleston that are even like similar to Vertex really, which is like what I look for in like where I would want to work in the future. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying, like if it's not there, like you might as well start it or like take control of that. So I guess, um, like one of the PTs who's speaking to us, she said, um, it, it would be smart to start like saving money so that when like by the time you graduate, you could at least have some money and like talk to people. And um I just, I guess I'm curious, like, do you think it would be beneficial to have like a practice with like multiple clinicians, like not just PTs, maybe like OTs, like SLPs, or like, I'm just curious to see what you think on that.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think they could all work. I, I, I absolutely. I mean, I, here, here's one thing that I think about, maybe this may my mind works, but I know, and you will probably encounter several crappy PTs that do quite well oh, yeah. in terms of business finances, that kind of thing. Um, and that's, that's not anything to rest your laurels on because there are also practices that do go under and they fail. But yeah, I think that they could all work. You know, for me, at the time, actually, we actually did a podcast on this years ago. Is how to start a cash-based practice for under three k. I my budget was three thousand dollars, and 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 I was able to do that. But the intent was never to do that forever. It was to grow organically. Right? I wanted to, you know, pay off my my little bit of you know expenses that I had, be profitable, and then when the time came, be able to grow and expand. That's right. just how I prefer to do things. But if you, but again, you know, nine years down the road, we have employees now. We have multiple locations. We're also looking at other locations and basically in, in getting partnered with some strategic partners, which requires investments and things like that. So there are also plenty of business owners who will take out more additional debt and, and take that risk. And some will succeed, some won't. I would say in this industry, if you do it right, chances are in your favor, you're going to be fine. Um, but I think they could all work. But if you do decide to go that route, and, you know, you don't go the, the long, slow game like I did. You're going to want to talk to some people and be honest with you, probably not physical therapists because historically we're not the best people when it comes to, to, to starting businesses. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something, you know, at this point in my career, I actually do have several mentors that are in other industries. And that's how I've learned a lot of things about business and about taking risk and about investment and so on and so forth. And while we're on this topic, there's a, there's a possibility that one day we could open up a our text in Trost. And so we should, we should maybe keep this conversation. Average. Yeah. <laughs> so this podcast is over.
1: That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, But I guess like, what was my question? I was gonna, do you think it'd be more beneficial to open or I guess from your own experience, like opening a practice in general, do you think it is easier if you're doing just like Regular outpatient, like ortho-based, or something more specific, like pelvic therapy or neuro, like just an outpatient neuro clinic. Like, what do you think would? I guess it depends where you are, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. yeah. Again, I've I've seen them all work. Right. I, I think about practices we have here in Columbia. We have Soulshine Physical Therapy, which is pelvic health. I'm, I'm sure that the owner there. Does see other things, but her niche and everything that she puts out marketing wise is public health. And she's been successful ever since she's opened and continues to be. There are several neuro clinics around town that, again, promote themselves and specialize in that. Um, I personally, just because it's the world I've been in my whole career, outpatient ortho, I would not be super comfortable with that, but it can be done. Um, I have, there's a former student of mine that started a mobile clinic, right? So he's just, he's basically, um, Home health, you know, we have that now as part of vertex. We have um, you know, Dr. Sydney, she yeah, knows yeah, yeah. outpatient in the home as well. Too, she's been very successful with that. Um, so again, I think they can all work. The need's out there. I mean, I still, the last time I looked at the stat, low back pain always gets referenced because it's one of the most common things that we treat. It's like less than 10% of the population utilizes PTs for that. And I'm sure you could extrapolate any diagnosis you can think of. And there's probably a, a, a big need for physical therapists, no matter what it is. So again, I think it could all work. For sure. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't really be afraid of anything, but if you do think you want to go down that road where you're going to get in some kind of a niche, that's what that's called, right? Your specialty, right? In the business, right. that's, a, that's synonymous with niche. That's when I would start right now when you're first year, I would start strategically setting up these clinical rotations to maybe get connected with someone who is in that niche. So you can learn the ins and outs of the business in that industry. So not, not just the clinical stuff that's going to come, you'll get that. But also, you know, what's your reimbursement? Who are you network with? Why are you network with this company? This insurance company? Why not these people? Who do you get referrals from? What's your marketing strategy? Stuff like that. That would be a good way to learn that stuff, so you can actually have a, a good, solid plan for what you're going to do or not going to do. Give more information. Right.
1: How do you get into like contact with all the insurance companies and like decide what does and doesn't work for your business? And
0: so does? yeah, so um, I actually. You, you can just get with a credentialing company. So basically, when, when we start a company when we hire new employees, we outsource a third party that gets our employees credentialed. So she has all the information for each insurance company, what they reimburse and that sort of thing. But when you're a student, when you're a student physical therapist, you're going to be billing. And you should get that information. We have a spreadsheet. Any clinic owner, any business owner is going to have a spreadsheet and it's going to tell you, you know, it's going to have everything listed, your TRICARE, Medicare, all your blues. It's going to have all the different um, CPT codes like your Therax, Therax, and it's going to have what the reimbursement is, how much you're getting paid for that. So if you get that, and I can give you one if you want it, um, save it, take advantage of it. And and that's going to be important to to do the math. Now, if you're cash-based, you can charge whatever you want to. But one right. of the caveats is you're not going to be able to treat uh, federal. You're not going to be able to treat TRICARE, Medicare, that sort of thing. But I would get that information early. so Because that's going to be a big, important thing to, to plug into your business plan, to figure out how much you're actually getting paid, how many patients you need to see to break even, be profitable, so on and so forth. Uh, okay. So, again, again, take advantage of the people and the connections that you're going to make right now while you're in school. I, I can give you more information on that myself. and. Yeah. If not, there's always people that can do that. And I can also get you connected with our credentialing person if you'd like.
1: Yeah, I would love that. No, because when we were like talking about the whole business side of things, I was like, oh my gosh, like just even saying the word business makes you want to like gag and throw <laughs> up. But it, it's funny because it's like, I want to do it, but it's like, I know nothing about business and like I'm eager to learn about it. Right. But like on the physical therapy side of things, obviously. But um, I just don't want it to get like, shoved under the rug and me just kind of get to graduation and be like oh I didn't plan for this at all so now I have to Mm -hmm. kind of like turn the wheels on and go at it like right after graduation and I don't want all that stress so I kind of want to like plan and like learn for it like before I graduate so once I graduate Mm -hmm. I kind of have an idea of what I want to do and um, all that but I know um, the therapist who's talking to us said that she graduated and I think took a couple years off, like worked like under a different company and then opened her own company. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that I think her boss actually like fired her and was like, you need to go to your own company because you're, <laughs> you're obviously like you, that's your baby. Like you need to actually like focus on your own company. Like you're yeah. going to do great, like have fun. Right. And she's like, well, I want to work for both. But he's like, no, you need to like, you need to go on your own and
0: a little conflict of interest there. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, but I just, was wondering like your opinion do you think that um i know like you took a couple years off like after graduation and then kind of like slowly opened up vertex but do you think that um going like it's possible to do it right out of school or
0: like maybe a year out of school absolutely absolutely i think you do it right out of school now if you'd asked me this when i was a student i'd have, i'd have been you know wide out and like <laughs> hell no no way but i've been doing this long enough i absolutely think that you can do it right out of school and for me, you know, I talk about my first job. I'm a pessimist. You know, a lot of times when I get opportunity to talk trash, I'm going to do it. But <laughs> one of the thing, one of the the silver linings that has helped me is that, you know, I was I was Thursdays I was seeing 20 people a day. I know I have colleagues that see 30 a day. So, um, but I was seeing 20 a day, and I was getting a lot of reps. So there wasn't a lot of stuff that I haven't seen in outpatient ortho. So that I feel like for my path, that was a necessity. for me to be more comfortable with the clinical side of things for having confidence with people that were coming to see me. I'd at least know where to start. Of course, you're continually trying to get better and that sort of thing. Um, But again, I go back to the fact that there's a lot of really shitty PTs out there that do well in the business world. So if they can do it, you can do it. And you know, you, you've, you've, you spent time, you spent a lot of time in, in our clinic, right? And, and most of our employees, we hired right out of school, because they're good, right? I tend to find right. that the new grads are just getting better and better, no matter what school they're coming from. And it's the ones that are hungry and motivated that want to be good, that also seek education outside of the formal education system, because we know the whole thing is built around you passing your license exam, it is what it is, right? Um, I definitely think you can do that. And, you know, you haven't, talk about this on this conversation yet? But you you have a business, right? You do photography, right? Right. And and that is that is a business, right? You have your own LLC set up and everything. And is that is that right? No. Well, that's you don't have to. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to. No, you can run it through your social. But but you're getting you're getting business experience, right? So right. you're you're already getting practice with fine tuning your product, making it better, being able to market yourself, gain clients. You're already learning how word of mouth referral happens, right? I'm sure it's how you get more and more clients. Oh, yeah. You stay busy, Absolutely. right? You have clients anytime you need them, right? And you're and you're Absolutely. making money off of that. All that stuff is going to pay off well for you. So you're you're way more prepared at this point than I was, even when I was in my first business. Um, so I definitely think of, of all people, you could certainly do that for sure. 100% yeah. confidence. And the... All the little logistics about all the things that you have to do as far as accounting, bookkeeping, and legal stuff. I, I, can, if you if you want, I can help you. I can help facilitate that and just kind of tell you what you need to do. I mean, all comes down to you know hiring the experts for that. But yeah, I can right. still kind of got that process. Talk about here's a person you need from the jump. Here's someone you probably don't need from the jump. Here's what happened when I did not hire a CPA and I got this five hundred dollar fine for not filing this thing that I didn't know about at the time. So, um, I can definitely help you with those kinds of things. And again. Teach you some of the mistakes I made.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I would absolutely love that because as of now, this is like the very first conversation I've ever had talking yep. about opening a business. Because it's always, I've always been like, yeah, I want to open my own practice. But I just say that. And I feel like I always say things, but then eventually they happen. But I'm like, I don't even know how that happened because. Yeah.
0: You, you got to manifest it. <laughs> you got to put it out in the universe. Yeah. Right? You got to
1: manifest Th- it. Seriously.
0: So. I, I, as I've gotten older, like, I know it sounds woo woo, but I definitely believe in that. Like, you got to, yeah. And here's the other thing that's going to happen too is, you're gonna get some haters. You're gonna get people, oh, yeah. probably professors that are gonna tell you, no, you shouldn't do this. You need five years' of experience. Blah blah blah. This kind of stuff. They lie. They're haters. Don't listen to them.
1: Oh no, my anatomy professor in undergrad told me he was like, there's no way like you're gonna be able to do like PT like stuff like that. Like yes.
0: Well now you okay, now you okay. now you got a chip it's on your the shoulder. It's fuel right? to your
1: fire. <laughs> exactly.
0: You got you got a chip on your shoulder. Some people got to get a little pissed off to get motivated. So oh yeah, exactly. Use that fuel. Oh to no. Any sure. any
1: any person who weightlifts knows that you need a little Sorry. anger on your shoulder, and then it starts to be like, oh, if somebody doesn't think I can do it, then I'm definitely going to do it now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. Um, I, I think you would crush it. I mean, I, I you know, since you do have this business mindset, this entrepreneurial spirit. I'm going to have another conversation with you and see if I can talk you into maybe doing this with us in some capacity. But if you decide to go out on your own, completely understand. I'm happy to help you along the way.
1: Of course. No, I would love that because I just know, like, I just see all these PT practices and I'm from my own personal experience, like when I shadowed, um, just, I I think this is like my sophomore year in undergrad, I shadowed a clinic. I won't say the name of the Mm -hmm. clinic, but it just, it was like you said, like, the therapist will say, see like three patients at a time, like within an hour. And I I thought that wouldn't be like how all clinics are. But then when I had my own PT, which side story, I, I didn't want to be a PT because I had PT before in my life. I just thought it was interesting. But then of course, when I chose that, I wanted to be a PT, like I tore my rotator cuff. So I had to go to um, PT in Columbia actually. And obviously like I have a familiarity with lifting and stuff. So like I, I knew like, for the most part, what I was doing, but I kind of felt like I was like being ignored by the PT mm-hmm. almost just because she would see that I was I mean, obviously she was gonna stand there and like, I, I don't know. it was just I felt like ignored so I was like, I just don't want patients that I have to feel like that. So right. like I do really, really respect like the one on one care like that's just that is absolutely what I want to do. like no argument about that. I will not work somewhere that I have to like treat more than one patient at a time. It's just like not what I want to do, sure. but um. I guess like, and how you even at Vertex have like a gym connected to like your facility, like how, I guess like, cause when I'm graduating, I feel like I'm going to want to like open a business and get everything perfect. Like right when you open, obviously that's not realistic at all. So like how like financially do you tell yourself, okay, like, this is when I'm going to get this equipment. And then this is what we need first um, treatment tables. Obviously you're going to need that. So like, what do you, how do you set that up to say like, okay, this is the timeline of when I'm going to get this, this, and this, this is how I'm going to get the money for this, this, and this.
0: Sure. So budget's important. And I would recommend if you don't currently have one just for your personal expenses, do that. It's good practice. Basically, you need to know where every dollar is going, right? Every dollar has its place. So for for again, I go back to my my beginnings. I did give myself a three thousand dollar budget. I was I was literally just a, a table and a room in a gym. I had a little bit of equipment, you know. I had like some linens and you know some scraping tools and all <laughs> that kind of thing. But I also got to use the gym's equipment for most of my treatment, which was which is a good thing, right? So that saved me thousands of dollars along the way. But you you'll, you're you're going to get a business class. Everybody has to get get that in mm-hmm. PT school, and so you'll get a chance to make a basic business plan. So you'll get some practice with establishing that, looking at your breakeven analysis, setting up a pro-, pro forma, all that good stuff like that. And, and that is important because you do need to kind of plan and have projections and predictions for how much money you're going to make and that kind of thing. But I, my, the way I've, I've always done things from a business standpoint is I have chose the method of not taking on debt, massive amounts of debt, with the exception of whenever I went from Cash Base to open it up Vertex, I did take out an SBA loan. And the, the risk with that was my collateral was my house. So basically if the business would have failed, then they would have took my house. Right. So wow. I don't know how I taught my wife into signing off on that with me, but I did that. So that was yeah, the part was very comfortable there. But that's I mean that's if you if you want to be comfortable and you want to pay your bills, save for retirement, retire whenever you hit that you know age of 65. You can do that by just being an employee and paying long name. But if you want to be wealthy, you have to invest in something, right? Whether that is hard assets like real estate or, or business and is always going to be risk. Every business decision comes with risk and it's all about risk management. So at this point in my career, we have, uh, you know, Vertex has been open for six and a half years. So we have a financial history. So it's really easy to see what our trends have been in the past, where they currently are, how much money's coming in, how much money's coming out. And so it's really easy to make purchases whenever we need to, that sort of thing. Now, every time we are looking to open up a new location, that's going to require a bigger investment and a more long-term investment It's either you know, buying a building or a long-term lease or something like that. That's where we have to do things more so based off of history and projections because we're not going to have all that money Cash on hand, that sort of thing. So, I would say that my advice would be to maybe consider taking the Dave Ramsey method at first until you start to grow. You know, you get more money, more financial history, and then once you kind of get more comfortable with that, and you're ready to take on more risk, and you know, make bigger investments, which purchases are investments in the business world. You'll you'll trying to you'll, you you. It'll just be more of an educated. Risk, I would say, I'm not gonna say yes, but I would say risk for that. So yeah, you just you just have to keep a constant eye on your financials. Basically, you have to you okay. have to track your data.
1: Yeah, just, just
0: like in the clinical world. I mean, you have to, you know, you're having to track things when patients come in all the objective data. In the business side of things, you have to track your 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 KPIs, your key performance indicators, money that's coming in and out, that sort of thing. But end of the day, you are taking a risk with everything you do. So I hope that answered your question. I feel like that was like a spiral. No, it did. I feel like it I kind did. of went around it, but yeah, that's the... No, you know, that's the no, play. it
1: did answer my question, but it kind of brought up another question. So like when you start, when you start out, obviously you're using your money out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So when does that turn into like, do you open, this might be a dumb question, but like, do you open like an account through the bank for Vertex, like at a certain point or like, how does that work?
0: Yeah, so exactly. So, Basically when you when you start and this is something that you you may want to go ahead and consult with some type of business attorney just for your current photography business, you, you can set up articles of organization. So we did that in Vertex as an LLC. Once you have your and that's quick, just do it on the Secretary of State's website and it's done. It just costs like 100, 150 bucks. So now your company exists. That is what will then allow you to set up a business bank account. Okay. Right? And you also need that tax ID number that comes along with establishing your articles of organization for the bank accounts, but that's also going to be for setting up your your NPI numbers for you know, billing, essentially for getting credentialed with insurance companies, that sort of thing. So gotcha. you, you can do that today if you wanted to, even though you're not going to open up your business for here years, for years till you get till you graduate, get licensed, or maybe do it while you're in school and hire somebody to work for you. I don't know. You, uh, that, right. you can do anything you want to, right? There's any there's any way you, there's yeah, physical pops became legal again back in like 2016. So I think anybody can own a physical therapy practice nowadays in South Carolina. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that's really it's really simple. It's all you got to do. Now um, you, you had mentioned about using our own money again when I when I did the cash based practice. And it was Vaughn Physical Therapy. I did use my own money, but whenever I opened up Vertex, I, I actually took out an SBA loan. So basically, put in ten thousand dollars for a $100,000 line of credit. That makes sense. Okay. Because we had yeah. bigger purchases to make, big rent payment that we had to make every month, operating expenses, salaries, that sort of thing. So it required more money than I had at the time, but okay. paid that off as quick as I could.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do you go about like um, deciding location-wise? Like, Obviously, I knew you wanted to stay in Colombia just because you're familiar with the area. That's where you're from. You know, a lot of people there, but mm-hmm. how, like specifically in Colombia, like how did you decide where you wanted your locations to be? Like, did that play a big role? Like maybe the cost of the lot or just like location
0: in general? Yeah. So it's a co- combination of both, right? You have to, a lot of this is again, using your network. So you could do it yourself, but getting connected with a local realtor, let them know what you're looking for in terms of, square footage price per square foot. That's a starting point. And then it's, it's a matter of location. I mean, you're going to get some data about how, what the traffic is, how many cars drive the street, and they're always going to play it up and be like, this is the corridor Columbia, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But end of the day, sometimes you have to kind of look at the surrounding areas and talk to some business owners in that area, see how long they've been established, you know, get some insight from them, people that have been there. Um, and, 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 again, you're going to have to make that risk. you know, to, to make that leap at some point. It's risk management. So that's essentially what we did. I mean, we knew Columbia very well and uh, did get connected with a realtor, make sure that the size of the building was good, the, the cost of it, the rent was good, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it came down to just making a decision and making that leap and just doing it.
1: Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't think I I have any more specific questions, but that just has like the wheels turning in my head.
0: Like, that's good. That's good. Again, yeah. again, like I'm super impressed that you're already thinking about this in your first semester. And there's this thing called vertical business. And that whole concept is essentially where once you have an established business, then you open up additional businesses that help your primary one, so for example, this podcast. This is a way that we get more a lot more search engine visibility it bumps up on google gets us connected with um, a bunch of other people in and out of the industry that sort of thing and that's also what our gym is as well too it's like a built-in referral source i would think megan at this point there's probably an easy way for you to start using your photography business to do that i know you primarily <laughs> you probably do graduation photos right uh currently do you do weddings too
1: yeah Funny enough, I actually, um, I did get, I asked to to do my, or I got asked to do my fourth wedding. Like recently, I just can't do it because PT school, but, um, I don't have as many connections for graduation photos down here, but I do a lot of like family photos, like Christmas cards, stuff like that for like my mom's friends or my
0: dad's friends. Right. Gotcha. So if you are starting to think, what is my niche going to be, what I want to do, some type of fitness industry the CrossFitters are the easiest ones. They love pictures of themselves, right? <laughs> you know, just all you, all you got to do is get in there and talk to the owner, see if you can be the photographer of the event. I mean, obviously you want to make some money off of it, but it might even be a thing where like you do a couple of events for free. And once they see your photos that you take, then they're oh, going to yeah. pay you the next time. And again, that's it's word of mouth, right? Some of those athletes might then want you to take pictures of their kids, graduations, family photos, that kind of stuff. And it doesn't have to be CrossFit. It could be the, whatever the local 5k is that kind of thing but i think that if you're going to be in that charleston area there's probably plenty of opportunity to start that now maybe even your llc you could name it what you would think what, you're, what you think that your pt practice is going to be you can always change that later on down the road you can get it's just, it's just signing a dva form that kind of stuff and you those connections you make within that could pay off and then you got some type of physical therapy practice, you still have the photography thing going at the same time where you're using that design your website. So that could be a really nice vertical business structure you can start building up right now. If I were you and I had your talents, that's what I would do if I was in your shoes.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna try to use it to my advantage. I already um I randomly last minute applied to be the historian of my class because my advisor was like. Well, I mean, they take pictures and stuff of the class and that's right up your alley. So you might, you might as well do it. And I was like, <laughs> yep. sure, like yep. let's just do it. I mean, Absolutely. I, I make the most of the time that I'm here. Like I'm all, I've always been the type of person who I have to do. Like ev- ev- I want to do like every opportunity that's presented to me just because I think it's going to benefit me in one way or another. So I, I mean, yeah, you, you apply for yeah
0: like now's the time yeah. to, to say yes to, to these opportunities that you oh, get yeah. because and, and just think about how you can leverage that and work at your advantage for not just now but in the future as well too
1: yeah and i know these three years are going to fly by like i'm already so almost on my first semester which <laughs> yeah. is crazy and then this next semester we're already going to start doing spinal manips on each other so oh, i'm like my. oh wow like we're We're really getting into it. That's everybody's favorite,
0: right? Everybody wants to crack each other. Oh, yeah. Classes and breaks, stuff like that. So, yeah, that I have.
1: Like, we have a surface class where we just like touch the bones and stuff. But I'm like, oh, I just want to like crack you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited. Cool. Good. As you should be. Well, uh, Megan, you you might be surprised after people listen to this episode, somebody might want to reach out to you. So, just in case somebody does, what's the best way to look you up? On the internet or oh um it if it's you know instagram email something like that
1: yeah so my email is um jacobin at musc.edu so it's j-a-c-o-b-i-n at musc.edu or um, phone number's fine too. eight four three. Hang on, I wouldn't do phone number. now. No,
0: not with this audience. Not with this audience. Not, not no phone no, number. no 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 no. Okay. No, you well, gotta get, you're um, get, you're have... get some cool people, you can get some weirdos out there too. <laughs> yeah, email's to <laughs> good. Well,
1: um, yeah, that, that's fine. But um I do have uh my photography Instagram too, if yeah, what that, is that works. Yeah, it's um M-E-A-G-A-N-J-A-C-O-B-I-N photography cool. so that's just the instagram handle
0: and what i'll do megan is i'm going to put the the email and your instagram handle and put that in the show notes for the listeners okay cool, cool. awesome awesome megan. good conversation uh thank you for your time yeah no seriously i
1: really appreciate you taking the time
0: yeah absolutely and just like i said anything you need along the way please let me know yeah i, I like being a resource i at this point in my career I'm, I'm confident where i'm at so i don't mind being a stepping stone for other people to yeah, absolutely. Raise themselves up as well, too. Cool. All right. Thank you, Megan.
1: Of course. I'll talk to you later.
0: All right. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialists. One patient per doctor physical
1: therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at VertexPT.com or on the gram at VertexPT.